Hello, brothers and sisters. This is Blake again with Defending Zion. Uh, I want to thank you for all of you that have watched the videos that I've created. Um, it means a lot to me knowing that, that people are actually, you know, listening to the things that I have to say. Um, and I, I really do appreciate the time that you spent, and I know that the Lord appreciates it as well. And I hope that you've learned some things. I hope that you're seeing the richness of the gospel of Jesus Christ more and the beauty of it. So today I wanted to talk about the doctrine of calling and election. So I'm going to start first with election and then I'll talk about the calling part. So what is the doctrine of election? This is from the Guide to the Scriptures on the church website. It says, based on premortal worthiness, God chose those who would be the seed of Abraham and the house of Israel and become the covenant people. These people are given special blessings and duties so that they can bless all the nations of the world. However, even those chosen ones must be called and elected in this life in order to gain salvation. So this election um, is based on premortal worthiness. It means that um, certain people are foreordained to be part of the seed of Abraham and the house of Israel. They're given special blessings and duties to accomplish in this life. And in order to become chosen or elect, uh, one has to be called and elected in this life. And the eventual purpose of that is for us to gain salvation. So in Alma 13.3, it talks about this premortal worthiness being important to the election. It says, being called and prepared from the foundation of the world, according to the foreknowledge of God, on account of their exceeding faith and good works. In the first place, being left to choose good or evil. Therefore, they having chosen good and exercising exceedingly great faith are called with a holy calling. Yea, with that holy calling which was prepared with and according to a preparatory redemption for such. Okay, so this election actually began from before the foundation of the world. So this happened in the premortal life. And the election happens because of exceeding faith and good works in that sphere. So in the first place, you know, meaning in our premortal life, we, we all of God's... Um, spirit offspring were, were blessed with, with the same opportunities to be able to achieve this election. Some of them chose good and exercised great faith and thereby obtained the holy calling and the election. Some did not and therefore did not obtain these things. So to think that um, somehow it's unfair that some people are elected and some are not, uh, it's just not true because God has given all of us an equal opportunity to be able to do that. And it's through our own choices that we have either obtained the election and, and our calling, or we do not. This is what Abraham said. Uh, God told him, and God saw these souls, that they were good. And he stood in the midst of them, and he said, These I will make my rulers. For he stood among those that were spirits, and he saw that they were good. And he said unto me, Abraham, thou art one of them. Thou wast chosen before thou wast born. Okay, so God's talking to Abraham in Abraham's mortal life, as Abraham's here on the earth. And he's 
telling him what happened to Abraham to be able to get him to be one of these rulers. He says that he was chosen before he was born. And we know that based on the other scripture we read, it's, it was because of his exceeding faith and good works. So because of this, um, the Lord makes these um, souls that are good, that have chosen good and ex exercised faith as his rulers. Um, and he's chosen them in the pre-mortal life. So once uh, people are chosen or elected in the pre-mortal life, then they become the seed of Abraham or the house of Israel. They're born into uh, those groups. And this is what we learn from uh, the Bible. Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will shew thee. Thy elders, and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. So, in the premortal life, when the Most High was giving their inheritances or, or giving them their election, he separated people out and put certain sons of Adam or children of Adam um, into groups um, as known as the children of Israel. So these elected, elected people are part of the house of Israel that was created in the premortal life. And this is what it says in Acts. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth. And hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. So, in the pre-mortal life, the seed of Abraham, this house of Israel, um, it was determined by God what time they would come to earth and in what families they would basically be born in. Um, the bounds of their habitation. So, you know, where they would be born, uh, their parents, and uh, whether they would be exposed to the gospel or not. Um, so it's important to remember that the seed of Abraham and the house of Israel were first determined in the premortal life, and this group was organized based upon their own personal worthiness, their exceeding faith and great works. Now, there were, there, there were and there are some great blessings, some special blessings that are given to the house of Israel. In Ephesians, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And in Romans, even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it is of, uh, no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. So they're given a special election of grace. They're given these spiritual blessings that will um, enable them to be able to um, fulfill certain missions here on the earth. Um, if you think about some, just right off the top of your head, some spiritual blessings, obviously the, the gift of the Holy Ghost, that was something that was promised to the house of Israel that blessed them. 
First Peter, it says, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you, and peace be multiplied. So this is a promise of being able to make our calling and election sure in mortality. So we're elect, and through the sanctification of the Spirit, because of obedience, and because of the sprinkling of the blood of Christ, then we're given grace, we're given um, salvation. And in Alma, now they were ordained after this manner, being called with a holy calling and ordained with a holy ordinance, and taking upon them the high priesthood of the holy order, which calling and ordinance and high priesthood is without beginning or end. So another blessing that the house of Israel receive are the blessing of being able to bear the priesthood in mortality. The Doctrine and Covenants. The Lord hath brought again Zion. The Lord hath redeemed his people, Israel, according to the election of grace, which was brought to pass by the faith and covenant of their fathers. And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. So these two scriptures are talking about being born in certain circumstances such that a person can receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and the ordinances of salvation and exaltation. Now this is the opportunity to receive these blessings. This does not automatically grant them that right. They still have to exercise their own agency to be able to obtain these blessings. So it's not like you just accept the gospel and everything's done then, right? No, we have to accept it. We have to receive all the ordinances. We have to, to prove our worthiness and prove our faith by our works. Now we've talked about the blessings. There are also some responsibilities of the election. And thus being called by this holy calling and ordained under the high priesthood of the holy order of God, to teach his commandments unto the children of men, that they also might enter into his rest. I observed that they were also among the noble and great ones who were chosen in the beginning to be rulers in the church of God. Even before they were born, they, with many others, received their first lessons in the world of spirits and were prepared to come forth in the due time of the Lord, to labor in his vineyard for the salvation of the souls of men. So one of the responsibilities of the election is that we are to teach the commandments of God to other children of God and labor in the vineyard for the salvation of other people's souls. So um, in the Book of Mormon, there's the story, right, of, of the apostate Zoramites, and they're talking, they're praying, and they're talking about Oh God, we thank thee that thou hast elected us and chosen us as thy people, and we're, we're you know basically thankful that thou has basically damned the rest of everybody else. So you know, in an apostate view, the election is a thing of superiority that makes us better than other people. But with God's true doctrine of election, there is no superiority because as part of that election, we have the responsibility to teach other people and to help them to obtain the same blessings that we have. So there's nothing that makes us better um, in God's eyes, nothing that makes us more uh, of more worth in God's eyes. 
um, we're to labor diligently to bring salvation to other souls. And ye are called to bring to pass the gathering of mine elect. For mine elect hear my voice and harden not their hearts. And in Romans, who are Israelites? To whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises? And now saith the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldest be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles, that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. So this uh, scripture in Isaiah is actually talking about a specific person uh, that was elected to to perform a work for the Lord in the latter days uh, to the tribes of Jacob and to the Gentiles. And basically his mission or his job was to restore the preserved of Israel and bring salvation to the ends of the earth. So again, we have this idea that we are, as the elect, are responsible to help bring salvation to others as well, to, to not just bask in the enjoyment of it ourselves, but to bring that peace to others. We're to gather out other elect of God. We're going to help other people see that they are elect, that they are chosen. And then it's up to them to use their agency to become elect. And we're to serve God. And we're to do that by serving our fellow men. Okay, now to the calling part of calling an election. So this is what Bruce R. McConkie had to say. To be called is to be a member of the church and kingdom of God on earth. It is to be numbered with the saints. It is to accept the gospel and receive the everlasting covenant. It is to have part and lot in the earthly Zion. It is to be born again, to be a son or a daughter of the Lord Jesus Christ, to have membership in the household of faith. It is to be on the path leading to eternal life and to have the hope of eternal glory. It is to have a conditional promise of eternal life. It is to be an inheritor of all things, of all the blessings of the gospel, provided there is continued obedience to the laws and ordinances thereof. So this calling, it's much more than what we think of in the church as just a responsibility um, that is upon us. It's much more than that. It's to become something greater. It's to become part of Zion, to become a son or daughter of Christ. Um, to move on to have a conditional promise of eternal life, and then eventually to have an unconditional promise of eternal life. Um, uh, or I guess I should say an irrevocable promise of eternal life. Now, how does one receive the calling? This is what um, Alma teaches us. They having chosen good and exercising exceedingly great faith, are called with a holy calling, yea, with that holy calling, which was prepared with and according to a preparatory redemption for such. And thus they have been called to this holy calling on account of their faith, while others would reject the Spirit of God on account of the hardness of their hearts and blindness of their minds. While if it had not been for this, they might have had as great privilege as their brethren. Or in fine, in the first place, they were on the same standing with their brethren. Thus, 
this holy calling being prepared from the foundation of the world for such as would not harden their hearts, being in and through the atonement of the Holy, only begotten Son who was prepared. So we know that we receive this calling um, according to our faith and that this calling was prepared from the foundation of the world. So we've, we've talked about this, right? We've talked about how in the pre-mortal um, world we were blessed with certain uh, responsibilities, um, certain potential, and we were given that calling in the pre-mortal life. Uh, we receive it again in this life, and then we have to go on and make that sure. So how's the calling received in this life? Now they were ordained after this manner, being called with a holy calling and ordained with a holy ordinance, and taking upon them the high priesthood of the holy order, which calling and ordinance and high priesthood is without beginning or end. Thus they become high priests forever, after the order of the Son, the only begotten of the Father. So this calling is received with a holy ordinance, and it's received in, in conjunction with the high priesthood of the holy order, or the Melchizedek priesthood. Um, so, you know, obviously there are um, blessings that we receive in the temple. That's one of the blessings that we receive is, is that certain ordinances are performed there where we receive this calling. Um, both men and women receive this calling. And this calling pertains to our future potential. This is what John Taylor said about it. He said, have you forgotten who you are and what your object is? Have you forgotten that you profess to be saints of the Most High God, clothed upon with the Holy Priesthood? Have you forgotten that you are aiming to become kings and priests to the Lord, and queens and priestesses to Him? So again, both men and women, kings and priests, queens and priestesses, that is our future potential. And that's what the calling in the election is designed to help us achieve, is to become these things. This is what Joseph Smith said. Here then is eternal life, to know the only wise and true God. And you have got to learn how to be gods yourselves, and to be kings and priests to God, the same as all gods have done before you. Namely, by going from one small degree to another, and from a small capacity to a great one, from grace to grace, from exaltation to exaltation, until you attain to the resurrection of the dead, and are able to dwell in everlasting burnings, and to sit in glory, as do those who sit enthroned in everlasting power. And I want you to know that God in these last days, while certain individuals are proclaiming his name, is not trifling with you or me. So, Joseph Smith really expands our vision here and says that we need to learn how to be gods ourselves. That not only are we kings and priests or queens and priestesses to God, and that is, is in our future, but we are to learn to be gods ourselves. And he says we're to go from one small uh, grace to grace, one small capacity to another, until we can attain to the resurrection of the dead till we can obtain a celestial resurrection. And then um, we'll be able to be enthroned with everlasting power. Um, amazing, amazing potential and promises. 
And again, the calling and the election, all of it's pointing to this. This is what Bruce R. McConkie said. Holders of the Melchizedek priesthood have power to press forward in righteousness, living by every word that proceedeth forth from the mouth of God, magnifying their callings, going from grace to grace, until through the fullness of the ordinances of the temple, they receive the fullness of the priesthood and are ordained kings and priests. Those so attaining shall have exaltation and be kings, priests, rulers, and lords in their respective spheres in the eternal kingdoms of the great king who is God our Father. So uh, Elder McConkie here is telling us that we have to receive a fullness of the ordinances of the temple in order to be able to be ordained kings and priests. So there's not just one ordinance, there's, there's, there's multiple ordinances that we need to receive in the temple that relate to this. And President Nelson has told us that while salvation is an individual matter, exaltation is a family matter. So we know that uh, part of uh, those ordinances that we need to receive in order to obtain the fullness of the priesthood is um, the sealing ordinances between husband and wife. Um, those are essential for us to be able to obtain in order to have our future callings. Um, so that's, that's the doctrine of calling and election, and it's a marvelous doctrine um, relating to our future potential, not only as kings and priests and queens and priestesses to God, but also as um, gods ourselves, that we too can become like God our Heavenly Father and uh, His Son Jesus Christ. I testify that all these things are possible to those that believe um, that accept the gospel, that it, you know, exercise faith. Um, what's done is done as far as our pre-mortal life, right? So um, we can't we can't go back and we can't change those choices, but we can start from now to begin to to exercise faith and to do many good works. Um, we can be blessed with the gospel. Um, we can be blessed with the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh, to be able to become clean and to go from grace to grace and to eventually become like our Heavenly Father. I testify that these things are true and I, like the Prophet Joseph Smith, would encourage you to go on and make your calling and election sure. I'm going to do another video on making your calling and election sure as well so that um, you can have that information as well. So thank you for tuning in and I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.